You're listening to G4D, Grounds for Discussion, a weekly music podcast hosted by your two most caffeinated hosts, Adam and John. So sit back, relax, pour yourself a cup of coffee, and enjoy the following episode. Singing in the dead of night Take these broken wings and learn to fly All your life You were only waiting for this moment to arise Blackbird singing in the dead of night Take these sunken eyes and learn to see All your life You were only waiting for this moment to be free Blackbird fly Blackbird fly Into the light of the dark black night time it is time to hope that paul mccartney doesn't sue us for playing his song on our podcast (laughs) (laughs) that's very 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 true (laughs) who owns his rights now michael jackson uh probably right probably i think he owns them now again yeah i think think, so i think paul does either that or apple like the not apple the oh the record company apple yeah yeah which i always thought was pretty interesting that there's two different companies like that i mean not that multiple companies can't have the same name i just always thought it was interesting that like you know it's just so similar they even have an apple for a logo and everything yeah they do so it's a green apple yeah it, it, you're you're right it is an apple's a robot apple yes although that. if i had to pick between two i would pick a uh, green apples as opposed to robot apples mm. well now i'm just getting hungry oh yeah for robot apples <laughs> Okay, I have some coffee. I I am definitely hungry for some coffee here on the latest episode of Grounds for Discussion. And then this guy right here who gives me all the wings that I need. Mr. Adam, how you doing, buddy? I'm good. I'm good. To this guy sitting yesterday corner from me. Oh. Oh. It is John. Hey. Hello. How's everybody doing? We're great. Thank How you are for you? tuning in. Thank you for recording. Oh, yes. I I love to be here, buddy. I look forward to our sessions every week. Me too. Every Me too. every week. And I even have something. I'll, I'll unveil it later on in the show. I even have a little present for you. Ooh. Yes, I do. I do like presents. I do. I do. Is it and a robot apple? No, it's not a robot apple. Aww. It's not a robot album. Nor is it... Paul McCartney's latest album that we will be reviewing today, Egypt Station. Ooh. Or I think it's all one word, so you have to say Egypt Station. Egypt Station. Egypt Station. Egypt Station. There you go. There it is. Got to got to say it as quickly as possible. Mm. The station in Egypt, the the Egypt of stations. I wonder why it's titled that. Maybe I, we'll discuss that later on. Maybe we will. <laughs> I can already tell by the look on your face. You have some thoughts about this album, and I cannot wait to hear them. They are thoughts, all right. Cannot wait to hear them. And after we review Paul McCartney's latest album, we'll drop off some latest news for y'all right on your doorstep, and then give you some more great tunes that you should be checking out that maybe aren't as essential as Paul McCartney. But what, what 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 did John and I listen to that's new and fun? And there's a lot. Yes. This week. Oh my there gosh. There is a lot. And there's a lot of stuff coming out. Yeah. The good music does not stop. This summer was pretty brutal in a good way. I should I Ugh, should rephrase that. Heat. It was brutal on the wallet. 
<laughs> yes, that's it. <laughs> but yeah, there was just so much good music that came out over the summer, and now we're getting close to that point where music kind of picks back up again for fall, and then you get Michael Bublé Christmas albums and oh, things like that. Oh boy, <laughs> Barry Manilow on his Christmas tour coming to Amway Arena. Oh yeah, that's right. He is coming. Yeah, to Yeah, Cher's coming next year. Oh, that's also right. Yeah, she's the. Uh, it's her ABBA tour. So she'll be doing some ABBA songs and some classics. Oh, boy. Yeah. Is that album out yet? I, I, I think need it comes, to listen to it out of morbid curiosity. I want to say end of September-ish. She's released a couple singles from it. It's pretty good. You know, uh, and, Yeah, and I don't say that like as a bad thing. I'm just not always a big fan of cover albums. But I don't, I don't dislike Cher. Nobody should ever dislike Cher. Yeah, she released, um, looks like, SOS, Gimme Gimme. And Fernando. Fernando's in the movie, right? That is correct. Mamma Mia, here we go again. Did you see it? I did not. I've not had a chance to. I'm very upset. <laughs> that was a great opportunity for you to quote Tommy Wiseau, by the way. I did not. You, you usually never miss it, but <laughs> usually. you slipped up this time, buddy. Fernando. Yeah, I... um. Maybe DMX to the intro. Here we go again! (laughs) (laughs) What? (laughs) Get some ABBA in this mother! (laughs) She's right here. She ain't going anywhere. (laughs) Okay, what Cher song would DMX cover the best? Mm. You know what? I would have to go with If I could turn back time Turn this mother around <laughs> if I could find a way. Uh. <laughs> what? All right. <laughs> All right, and which which ABBA song would he cover? Uh woof. Oh jeez. I oh. <laughs> SOS. Yes. Yeah. Sending down an SOS. What? Where my dogs at? <laughs> SOS to all my dogs. Yeah, that would be it. You know what, Adam? If I were to tell you, I did not picture us <laughs> making fun of DMX on our podcast. <laughs> right, now, uh, now DMX had to do a Paul McCartney song. Which one it be, would it be? Um, <laughs> Michelle, what? <laughs> My, My bell. <laughs> Live and let die. Bow, bow, bow. Psh, psh, psh. Live and let die. Oh no! We're off to a great start. I think this coffee is definitely hitting us way harder than it usually does. Yeah, it's. If I we're doing on, DMX impressions. It's uh, Trader Joe's Sumatra. Ooh. Yeah, we went to Trader Joe's the other day, and they had a uh, mozzarella sticks with fresh tomato sauce. <laughs> My favorite is like. Was that your Italian impression? It's funny because Trader Joe's has like all their Italian stuff is like Trader Giotto, right? I don't know. It's my impression, man. Yeah, but they had really good coffee. And I was like, wow, I like coffee. And yeah, that's how we got to these beautiful cups of coffee. So cheers to that. Uh, I, I'm, I wish the people at home could have seen that. You, you did the hand thing and everything. That they speak with. That's what Jewish people and, you know, Italian that's people have in common. You know. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, like, Shana Tova to all my chosen people out there. Hello, friends. <laughs> I don't know what else to say. We have, a, we have a fun fast to look forward to next week. <laughs> Get ready for that. Um, Gamar Khan. <laughs> Listen to some Neil Diamond. I don't know. Do what? Do what we? What us Hebrews normally do? The, the way you're talking about it here, <laughs> like, it, 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 it's, I mean, fasting is never fun. You know. Let me yeah, tell you. Exactly. You're really overselling it. I'm really overselling the most important day of the Jewish year. You know. As long as I get my bagels, I'm pretty happy. So. But no, it's a, the high holidays are a very special time in the Jewish tradition for us. You know, you got to reflect oh and, on your wrongdoings and everything. Reflect yeah. on last year, and like the high holidays of Judaism, I have reflected too on this album here we call Egypt Station. Mm. Ooh, getting better at your segues every episode. Working buddy. on it. I mean, you know how? What can you say about Paul McCartney? Like, he's done it all. He really He's has. Paul McCartney, like... If you don't know who that is by now, well... Well... Then I feel bad for you, quite honestly. Well, 
when a mom and dad love each other very much <laughs> and they list, make you listen to albums called The Beatles that they used to listen to back in the day. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the guy's done it all by this point. Yeah. I mean, it's hard to think of. And he's still going. Yeah, and he's still going. And it's, it's carpool karaoke. Yeah. Playing surprise gigs on YouTube. P- playing tracks with Rihanna and Kanye West. Well, yeah, Kanye West made him famous. Yeah, 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 made him made him famous all over again. I remember that. That was like the first number one hit track that he had in like thirty something years or something like that. Wow. Yeah, he even played that when he came here recently to Tampa. Hmm. So I, he, he even joked around about it too. He was like, I know a lot of people don't like this song, but we're going to play it anyway. <laughs> I like the song. I thought it was good. Yeah, it's it's really it's really not that bad. Yeah. Uh, uh, honestly, I always wanted just him to do the track. And seeing it live, I was like, I actually kind of like the song with just him on it. You know, my favorite story about the recording of that song is when Paul McCartney came in with his guitar. Kanye West goes, yo, that's a fancy computer you got there. <laughs> Where do you drop the beat on it? No, I'm just kidding. That didn't happen. But uh, I imagine that's kind of how it went, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh man, Ugh. Kanye West. Kanye West. He's back in the news again, of course. Oh no. What so do you do now? We'll we'll be talking about that later on. <laughs> Can't wait for that one. <laughs> but in the meantime, let's stay on track. Yes. Because we, we have a track to go to the station, if you will. Yeah. The Egypt station. The Egypt station. So all aboard, folks. Dude, dude. Buckle up, because here in Grounds for Discussion, I think we're in for a good review. Hope you bought the seats with extra legroom. <laughs> well, I'm in the emergency exit in this situation, so I'll guess I'll jump right into it. Yeah, so it's a Paul McCartney album. That is for sure. I think my first thoughts I would like to say is if you are a huge Paul McCartney fan, mm-hmm. if you are a huge classic rock fan, mm-hmm. if you are one of those people who say, they don't make rock music like they used to. Mm-hmm. This album is for you. And you will love it, and you will love it. <laughs> I don't know what to say. It's it's very weird, you know, John you're, and you're I You're being, looking for a way out here, hence John, why you're nearby the emergency exit <laughs> yeah, of the vehicle. And also more legroom. Um, pro tip. Um, it's very interesting to see, you know... John and I did not technically grow up in the same time period as some of these artists. So we are a little biased in, you know, their older previous works. Mm-hmm. But I think I want to go b- talk about David Bowie really quick. Okay. Because there's certain ways you can make a new album when you are older, when you are maybe more mature, maybe when you have different thoughts and ideas. Okay. So, you know, as David Bowie progressed throughout his career, his last album was, I loved it. Did you listen to Black Star? Yes, I did. I thought it was really great, too. Right. So, it was still classic. Had some Boards of Canada influence. Yeah, sure did. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. If you're playing bingo at home, knock knock, uh, Boards of Canada reference off of your thing. (laughs) Sorry. I know we talk about it in the episode. Oh, it was damn good. I apologize. Um, It's all good. It's all good. I think there's ways... To become, you know, such an iconic person, yes. grow and develop your sound, and create something new, but also that pays tribute to some of his past. And I think David Bowie's album really did a great job of that. I just feel like this album, I am I am not saying Paul McCartney is not a talented singer, instrumentalist, songwriter, because he is, but these songs just did not do it for me, and maybe it's because... I want to see something new. Maybe I want to see something different. It's you, you, you get what you think you're going to get. And I think that was my main problem with it. It's just, it's another Paul McCartney album. He's happy to be here. He's singing what he wants to sing. He's doing questionable things with John Lennon and his household, which we'll talk about later, but, um, Oh boy. (laughs) oh, Oh boy. Um, Sorry to beat around the bush on that. Hey, oh, oh zing. Um, I don't know. Just I'm interested to see what you thought, too, because I think the first thing that really threw me off was I know Paul McCartney is very whimsical and, you know, whimsy and fun. And the lyrics just killed me. I could not do it. I, I There was just something with the lyrics and 
I am only a man. And rhyming it with can. I like, I don't know. Just it. By the third song, I was just like, okay, I'm done. Like, I don't know. What did you, what did you think? What, what's going, what's in your thoughts? Well, it doesn't happen often, but it's been happening a lot lately. Oh. I feel like you and I are breaking apart. Cause just like the Beatles. <laughs> <laughs> because I think you and I disagree yet again. Oh. Now, now, let me, let me explain. Put, put that, put that coffee mug down. I know you want to splash that hot coffee in my face. I want to splash it in my face. I need the caffeine. <laughs> but I can explain. Okay. All your points are completely valid, my friend. Completely valid. This is his 17th solo album, and that's not including all the stuff that he's done on the side. He had a project at one point that he did with the remaining members of Nirvana, stuff that he's done with Dave Grohl, electronic albums, classical albums. This guy just keeps on going. He is 76 years old and just somehow is still going as if he's 26. Yes. Don't his, know how he does. His it. work ethic, his performances, you know, John and I both saw Paul McCartney at one at various points mm-hmm. throughout the years and he's he he's a true entertainer. He yes. knows how to party, he knows what people like. And I think he's just kind of pandering to his fans on this album, which, of course, is a good thing because people enjoy that. But also, too, for someone like me who wants a little something different out of his Paul McCartney, maybe I was looking for something different. And, you know, the title kind of seemed like it maybe would do something experimental. And there are some like interesting elements towards the end where time signature and key signature kind of change throughout the album, you know, kind of some pauses that lead into other directions and stuff. But. I don't know. It's something about it wasn't doing it for me. I get that. I absolutely get that. And this is very much like power pop through and through. Yes. Here. Yes. Very much so. And he teamed up with producer Craig uh, Kirsten, who has worked with Foo Fighters. So you see the connection there. And Adele. And you can definitely see that production throughout this album. And there are points where it does not work at all. The lead single off this album, For You, is one of those kind of songs where I understand he's too powerful to have somebody say, no, Paul, don't make that song. But somebody should have said that. (laughs) First off, uh, you can figure out what For You is short for. (laughs) Anybody can. And... Even when he sings it, it sounds like he's so close to saying it. Yeah. But well, that's the whole joke of it. But I think I, also and too. And I get that, but it doesn't have any of the humor necessary to evolve it. Just being a novelty song. Yeah. It's that def- he just thought was kind of funny to do. I think too, it would be different if that song came out when he was like thirty or even forty. But when he's a seven six seventy six year old man singing, I just wanna fuck you. It's like, okay, that's a little creepy at this point. And I will definitely agree with your comment about his cheesy and schmaltzy lines that he has because they are definitely here aplenty. Maybe it didn't bother me as much as you because I was expecting that going in. But really, for me, it didn't bother me as much, I think. Okay. Now, I think why I'd like this album a bit better than you is because when Paul McCartney gets a bit more sentimental, a bit more down to earth, he's a bit very more personal. honest and very raw in this album. Which yes. Is, which is a different side. So I guess if I was yeah. looking for an experimental kind of change up, you know, that's a good point to it. And look, the Egypt station title is obviously a very heavy handed metaphor for how life is like a train station with people coming and going, constantly traveling, constantly doing things. So so I get it. I get that's the theme of this album. And I, while I think he has too many songs on this album that are about breakups or like love that is lost, like I'm trying to remember the, the see, one track. See, I think too, that, like if you're going to make an album based around that concept, I would love the idea of like different instruments, you know, different like areas. He's like... This guy's been around the world probably like 50 times. But I feel like we do things. get a little bit of that. There's a little bit of it, but there's still like... 
like, you know, like back in Brazil has some Brazilian elements tied into it. Yeah. Surprise. I mean, Brazil's literally in the title. Right. But it, that was kind of a, a genuine surprise for me. And I actually kind of dug that. It, it was definitely a fun song. Now, there's definitely some points like on Caesar Rock, for example, where he tries to kind of emulate, I would say maybe Clash era punk yeah, music. Didn't really work. And it doesn't really work. And that's where the Foo Fighters producer obviously was like, yeah, man, this rocks. Now, I will say this. I will say this. Going back to my comment earlier about the sentimentality. For me, on a personal level, when he does get to that more reflective Paul McCartney, it's always worked for me for some reason. Mm. And when he gets those right melodies and those right hooks in there, even now at the age of 76, it still works for me. I can't quite explain it. I can't quite put my finger on it. Maybe it's just from being a massive Beatles fan from when I grew up, or maybe it's just because, you know, I'm just a bit of a nostalgic person and a bit of a, you know, wear my heart on my sleeve type of guy. But on certain tracks, such as the, let's see, I think it's, actually, I think it's the opening track, I Don't Know. Mm -hmm. I thought that opened up really well. So at first, it starts out with the sample, like, of train station and all that, you hear people talking and moving around, and then it goes into this nice classical part, and when Paul McCartney comes right in, I kind of feel like, okay, you're finding a good little sweet spot here. And if the rest of the album was kind of similar to that opening track and tonality, I probably would have liked this album a lot more. Yeah, there's definitely not a very, like, I feel like there was no consideration really with the track listing per se. Like, this song should come after this one because it makes sense and it just kind of feels very jumbled. It is very much a mixed bag. Yeah. Very, very much a mixed bag. Now, a track that I genuinely like quite a lot on this album, and it probably won't really get the love that it deserves, is Despite Repeated Warnings, which is basically, you know, a, f a fable of sorts. And it's about, you know, the ship's captain leading his crew into dangerous waters and the crew basically trying to overthrow it. Now, I'm sure there's some bigger metaphor here, <laughs> given the kind of climate that we live in. And I feel like, me pointing it out is just really pointing out the obvious, but I think it works because there was actual progression in that song. It started off kind of somber and then it gets a bit upbeat and then there's a really good point with trumpets and kind of a bigger band sound towards the end. And that would be a song where if I were to go see Paul McCartney live again, that I would want to see performed live because I think it really captured some good kind of energy there that this album needed without feeling like um, it's trying to capture sounds from a different era or it was just trying too hard to be catchy. Mm. Like, it's a song that stands well on its own. I don't know if you agree with me yeah, on that. Yeah, I like that song. It's a good one. And then there's even... I thought this was interesting, too, actually. There are good moments on it, just cohesively. I just didn't, like... I know oh, I use that word you, all the freaking time, but, like... No, but you're absolutely right. I just... And that's probably my biggest gripe with it, was just, like... Maybe I was just expecting more, but, like, I can't hate it because it's Paul McCartney. Like, that's my that's my underlying thing. Like, I'm reading all the reviews about this album. Everyone's giving it, you know, 8 out of 10 and five, 4 out of 5 stars. And it's like, are you really, like, listening to it, or are we just judging too hard because it's Paul McCartney? And at the same time, like, if you're 76 years old and you're producing a full album by yourself, you know, with a team and doing all this, like, that's incredible. Like, and I love Paul McCartney and he's a great person and I get it. But, like, at the same time, like, I don't want that to impact what I thought about it. And I feel like the point where I really like it is because, okay, wait, is it Paul McCartney or is it because I actually enjoy this kind of thing, you know? I get what like you're if, going like for. If, I d I like, do. if it was not Paul McCartney, would you come back to this album? You're, you're probably right. I probably wouldn't. Right. You're, yeah. I, I think you're absolutely right on the money there. There's still that Paul McCartney charm that's there. Yes. And that's part of the reason why he still sells out stadiums to this day. Oh, of course. A and lot also of people too, think it's just because he plays Beatles songs. No, it's because he's a great performer. Yes, but also, too, like, I, I think definitely the Beatles aspect does play in it. Like, you know, Ringo doesn't tour very often, mm -hmm. if any. 
you know, and Paul's really the one who's keeping everything alive. So it's like, of course I want to see Paul McCartney. He's like, he's like a, a voice of a generation, really. But he still puts out songs that are relatable. And yeah. when this song, when this album, rather, I should say, has songs that are relatable, it struck a chord with me from a personal perspective. And part of that comes from just getting older, having a family, all those different kinds of elements are there. And these are kind of, those kind of elements are actually ones that he's focused on before on previous albums, actually on his very first solo album that he put out, McCartney. I'm a big fan of that solo album. It is a small in concept album. Is that the one with his face on it and he has a rose? No, this is the one with like, there's a white bowl with like red cherries and stuff like that. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll show, I'll show you the cover. It's, like I said, it's very, very simple. It's not very complicated. It never really gets very epic. It has maybe I'm Amazed on there, but that's probably the most well-known song off of that. Okay. It very much sounds like an album that he recorded out in the English countryside. And there's just points where I always imagine like him walking through a small English town, you know, on a cold British day, you know, looking at all the shop windows with Linda, kind of taking it in like... It, it it's one of those kind of albums that I think a lot of people need to go back to and revisit again because it really has aged very well. Hmm. I can't speak, again, I can't speak from when it first came out, but as someone who first discovered it when I was growing up in college, it's only gotten better for me now that I'm in my 30s and starting a family. So those elements really, really work. But to go back to your other point about the instrumental aspect... I think that is what I'm really missing from this album as well because there's a later year album from him that I really, really enjoyed. In fact, it was an album that he was nominated for a Grammy for and unfortunately lost to to U2. And was it Memory Almost Full? No, Chaos and Creation in the Backyard. That's the name of the album? Yes. Oh, okay. I see uh, it's, it's got him on the front cover. It's like basically like there's laundry – uh, you know, like hung, hanging out to dry and you see him in between the laundry. Hmm. It's like kind of a black and white photo. He pretty much did all the instruments on that album. Oh, wow. And, and that album did a good job of kind of coming to grips with that like, okay, there are a lot of things in life that I need to move on with. And I remember the lead single, a lot of people being like, oh, you know, he's talking about him and John about like, you know, hey, it's time to move on from these silly things that we fought about. And it even had kind of like a classic whimsical song that actually worked called English Garden that had these like classical elements to it and him playing on piano and all that kind of stuff. Huh. And it was an album that I really ended up enjoying a lot. And for me, I thought it didn't get the love and attention that it deserved because I think a lot of people, aside from us Beatles fans and the people who still try and listen to him to this day, there are a lot of people who've just written off Paul McCartney after a certain point and are just convinced that anything that he's come out with post-Beatles isn't worth checking out. And I do not agree with that sentiment. I agree. He's always someone that's worth listening to. And I think this album, while it's not going to be one that I'll return to as much as those other albums I talked about, whether it's McCartney or a later year album like the other one I was talking about, I do think that you have to appreciate a lot of things about Paul McCartney that he still has. He still can write a really great hook. There's some really nice little flourishes that he does. And while the voice is not there. See, I didn't really get turned off by his voice. I, I, I didn't either. But it, it definitely isn't strong. Oh, yeah, of course. It's, it's not as not as powerful as it needs to be on certain points. But but that makes it more raw. It you does. Know? It I does. I kind of like that aspect. Like, he's like. They know what he's trying to do, and he's doing it his damnedest, you know? And I, I was happy for that. Which is why it kind of stinks that it's just a bit overproduced by a producer who yeah. does stuff for But I think, fighters. too, if they really augmented his voice too much, it would have sounded too fake. So I'm kind of glad they kept, like, you know, some of the rawness to it. Me, too. Me, too. It, it, I guess the reason why I need to bring it up is that, like, at 76, he's still not trying to mask how he sounds from a vocal aspect. And I appreciated that a lot on the album. You know, there's no hiding it. Like he has, he has backup singers and stuff like that for the bigger choruses that he needs. Yeah. And while the cheesy lines are there a plenty, 
whether it's simple rhyming couplets or things where it's like, ah, that's just, that's so, that's so, what's the word that I'm looking for? It's either just so corny or just so like cliched. Yes. And it's unfortunate, but I guess it didn't bother me as much, like I said, because I knew I was going to get that. And there's some big stadium rock moments on here. And those are definitely a mixed bag for me. There are some where I'm like, eh, maybe that sounds better in a concert. And then there are other ones where it's like, well, now this just sounds like a completely different artist altogether. And I appreciate Paul trying to, even now at this point in his career, do something different. But it just doesn't work. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't even work for a lot of other bands. I've said this so many times now. I think I'm kind of over stadium rock altogether. I really, really am. And I think rock and roll needs to get back to that foundation of what makes it work. Yeah. Before it can even become big stadium rock ever again. Well, most of the stadium shows now are like, you know, pop acts, really. Exactly. And th- and that's because you need that he- you need all those produced elements, you need all those like really like thought out computer boards and lighting effects and everything. Like, you need all those things, and I feel like rock just doesn't make sense to be overproduced. And there are tracks like that on here, like Caesar Rock. Now, the other thing that I wanted to point out that I thought was a good element to this album is the final track on here. It's a three-part track, kind of similar to the ending of Abbey Road, called Hunt You Down, Naked, and Sea Link. That is where I think the elements of everything that's strong in this album really come together and does work. I was like, all right, I'm pleasantly surprised you are closing out this album on a strong note. And I almost kind of wish that the vision that was in this song was applied to the rest of the album because then it would be more consistent because you're absolutely right. It's definitely not a consistent album through and through. There are definitely some tracks that you can just skip over altogether. And there are ones where it's just like, "Mm, wow, that was kind of kind of lame or underwhelming so while Final thoughts while i feel like i've been going on and on here and i'm sorry to, to, to hog the mic i'm right there with you when when you say like it's paul mccartney i don't hate it and maybe i'm giving him a bit of a pass here but at the same time i did enjoy moments of this album yeah it is definitely a middle of the road album i do not agree with the sentiment that this is like some second wave of paul mccartney and i don't think i need any other songs ever again from him like fuh you cool you did that i hope he moves on from that altogether. and for me there is that level of charm that i think will just always be there that paul mccartney charm that's just still there and i'm glad it's still there because even though this may not be an album that's particularly great I'm glad we're still getting Paul McCartney albums. And I still think that he still provides something to music. It might not be anything revolutionary. It might not be anything we haven't heard before. It might even be a bit cheesy or corny. But hearing something like this is kind of good for my palate. And I, and I can't explain why. I really, really can. And that's why, ultimately, for me, I'm going to give it a stream it. Wow, okay. Um, I thought you were going to give it a download it for a second, but, um, my final thoughts, I actually was, I was going to give it a stream it too. Um, there, like John said, there are enjoyable out moments of this album and you will like this album. If you are a Beatles, Paul McCartney fan, that is, that is a given. I just think some of it is not forgettable, but it just doesn't hook me the same way, but you still have to appreciate it because it is Paul McCartney and it is definitely worth the listen because, anyone of that age to do what he did is incredible and he's still doing it which is blows my mind so it shows no sign of slowing down oh no 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 it's it's really interesting because i saw paul simon the other night and you know you can kind of tell he's you know they're, they're both very very different artists very different music yes but like paul mccartney wants to keep going you know and it's very apparent that he does and paul simon's like you know what i've done my thing i'm good last tour you know whatever but paul mccartney just doesn't stop so yeah that's my thought solid streaming okay definitely check it out 
Very, very good. Yeah. Very, very good, sir. I, I, I was thinking you were actually going to give a leave it. So no, I was no, no, no. I there. You have to listen to it. That's my thing. You know, it's Paul McCartney. Like, come I, on. I, th- I think, <laughs> I think I'm a bit on the higher spectrum of stream it. Yeah. Than than you are. Like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't hate having this album on vinyl. No, for example. no. I, 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 I really wouldn't. But yeah, I, I think I can't disagree with any of your points. It's just I don't know. There, there really is something for me with with Paul McCartney that that still works. He's an incredible artist, and and it, maybe it's just a sentimental thing. And what I tie it to from my own personal experiences from growing up, from sharing those memories and those bonds with my family members and all that. So I can tell you one thing though for sure: my grandmother would not have appreciated the song "For You." Mm. She definitely would not have. She would have been like, just give me the classic Beatles instead. Turn that yeah. stuff on. I don't want this. <laughs> give me the old stuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She she was one of those Beatles fans where it's like, yeah, their later stuff is good, but i much rather listen to I Want to Hold Your Hand. My like, dad's the same way. He doesn't like any of the like older like experimental yeah. kind of stuff. He's more the classic, you know, like Hard Day's Night. And That's that, interesting. That kind of stuff. Yeah. That's interesting. I mean, my grandmother was very much the – you know, we got it. Why are there no songs written about love anymore? Mm. And that's why she really liked those older tunes compared to the later stuff. You know what? That's what the world needs now. Love. Yeah. Sweet love. love. Just love, Sweet you know, love. support from your friends and love and sharing the love with your friends. And speaking of sharing your love with your friends, I think this brings us to our first news flash. Ha! <laughs> All right. So. Luckily, due to our recording process, we got to uh, read a little bit of this GQ. Um, <laughs> out, uh, speaking of Paul McCartney, really, uh, he did an article in GQ magazine. Very good interview. I highly recommend reading it. And if this hasn't been beaten enough, we're going to talk <laughs> oh. about this. Into- <laughs> um, we just want to comment on the, I think everyone knows what we're talking about. And if you hadn't, let's just say, Paul McCartney and uh, John Lennon and a couple of their friends got together one night and had a good old hard day's night, if you will. <laughs> a group, a group, <clears throat> a grouping session. of come together, if you yeah. will. Yes, yeah, they did. So, in a quote from Paul McCartney, he said, "Quote: What it was over at John's house, and it was just a group of us." Quote. Quote again. And instead of just getting roaring drunk and partying, I don't even know if we were doing, if we were staying over or anything. We all just in these chairs and the lights were out and somebody started. <clears throat> so we polishing all did. Their snakes, <laughs> polishing the necks of their guitars while their guitars <laughs> gently weep. I think my favorite part about the story is they were all yelling girls' names, and then John Lennon just goes, Winston Churchill, and then they, like, kind of killed the mood. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, he, he tries to brush it off as a bit of, and I quote here, harmless fun. <laughs> and, I mean, I don't know if it makes it better or not that the lights are out, uh, but – I definitely could have gone on living without knowing this story, but I do have to appreciate the fact that Paul McCartney is in, is at that point in in his, at his age, rather, I should say, where like, who cares? Whatever. I've, you know, I've been through it all. I've done it all. Who cares? You know, when we saw Paul McCartney, you know, he's got his stories ready. He's like, oh, you know, me and Paul, me and me and John, yeah, John, we used to hang out and go right and talk about songs. And this is like your, you know, dirty grandpa level here. Like, oh, me and John used to polish the guitar necks in the box seat. Yes. Like, like he's just like that old dude. He's just like, I don't care about this anymore. Like, it's going to get out at some point probably. Yeah. But this yeah. is the problem. Like, Ringo doesn't talk about these things. So you only can rely on what Paul has to say. So keep, well, I want more p- crazy Paul McCartney stories. Yeah. You, you know what? This, there's part of me that wishes I never heard it, obviously. But then there's another part of me that's kind of like, what else? Give me, give me, give me some more. Give me some more. Yeah, maybe, maybe not on September 11th again, but maybe you know another time. That'd be great, you know. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I mean, the timing uh, on that was a little uh, abrupt. Yeah, yeah, just a little bit abrupt. <laughs> oh, but yeah, no, it is. It is absolutely a very fascinating interview to listen to. He also talks about Quincy Jones and all the stuff that went on with them. I mean, Paul McCartney is still 
a very, very interesting person to hear from. And to your point, all the anecdotes and stories that he gives during his concerts are all really a lot of fun. You know, there's always all these rumors about like, oh, this band member hates this person and all that. And it's like, you know, he goes up there. He's like, actually, none of that was true. The Rolling Stones and us, were we were really good friends. We actually wrote their first song and like all this different stuff. Yeah. And I know somebody who maybe is more cynical will be like, ah, well, that didn't really happen. But I don't know. I... I believe Paul. He he feels pretty earnest about that. Yeah. And I feel like this story is pretty earnest as well. You know, I mean <laughs> it is it is such a earnest crazy is story. one way to describe it, <laughs> yeah, I guess. Yeah, very very earnest. But yeah, no, I I'm I'm kind of glad this story is out there because there's just been so many negative things. So to have something kind of funny like this yeah. is 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 kind of good. And I, I hope that when I get old enough, when I get to his age, I won't care about that kind of stuff anymore. And why should you? Yeah. You know? I mean, it's not going to hurt his legacy whatsoever. If anything, Ringo should be offended. He wasn't invited. <laughs> I have a stick to like a Polish piece and love piece and love. <laughs> uh, he actually, I think he posted actually on his Twitter page today a uh, picture of him doing like the bed, the bed in bed piece or whatever that was that. Yoko Ono and uh, John Lennon did. He's actually sitting on the bed with Yoko Ono and Jeff Daniels. Not Jeff Daniels. Uh, is it Jeff Daniels? Who 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 who's the guy from Big Lebowski? What's his name? Oh um, uh, shoot. Um, you, you, you know who I'm talking about. Long hair McGee. Yeah. <laughs> Jeff Bridges. There Jeff Bridges. Go. White Russian <laughs> Jeff Bridges. Yes, that's it. Long hair McGee. I don't know. <laughs> what happens <laughs> but yeah, yeah and it, and it's kind of an awkward photo because the three of them are on the bed together and yoko ono does not want to be on there whatsoever <laughs> oh lord i'll have to find this photo oh uh, yeah yeah you do yeah you do you, you you'll get a kick out of it mm. uh but yeah man uh yeah that's whew, man uh that's that's just some story man it's yeah it's it's like I said, I, I, I kinda needed that. I needed a good chuckle. Yeah. I need a good chuckle. So you know what else I need? Mm. I, I, I need another really good rap album and I think we're gonna get it starting tomorrow, because as of this recording it is September thirteenth and this album drops tomorrow. It is the first official album from the Chicago rapper, female Chicago rapper, no name. Ooh. Yeah. Yes, that comes out tomorrow. Cannot Sweet. wait. Love her previous album, Telephone, which is really essentially a mixtape. But that is just such a great album from front to back. I'm very, very excited about this. I don't think she's put out any singles or anything like that. It's going to be called Room 25. And I wanted to give some love to her because, quite honestly, she's one of the people that deserves more attention than she gets. Mm. And that's what our show is for, right? That's right. Uh, speaking of rap albums, so last week's episode was all about Eminem's Kamikaze. Uh, he interviewed with Sway, an exclusive interview, quote, what do what the F do people want from me? And he was quoted saying, I'm always stuck in that what the F do people want? Em admitted, you were saying the old M is back. He's too old to be the old M. No matter what, when I zig, I should have zagged. No matter what, you got half and half every effing single time. So clearly Eminem loves the men in black ride at the end. <laughs> you should have zagged when you should have zagged. But um, yeah, I think he's finally realizing like, wow, maybe I should just kind of uh, work harder on some stuff maybe next time around the bend. And, th- and that's really just it. Like his recent album isn't an awful album by any stretch of the imagination. No, but it doesn't. Very similar to Paul McCartney. It's this. If you like Eminem, you will like this album. Exactly. And and that's and that's really what it is. If he El- really wants to elevate himself to the next level, make something that's next level. Like quit your Yeah. yeah. Quit your witching <laughs> and, and get to it, man. I know, I know, I know. And don't complain about it either. It's more hardcore of you not to complain about it and just completely ignore it than go on a rant. Yeah, exactly. So. And it's like you you're gonna just go up there and constantly complain. Yeah. People aren't ever completely satisfied because you're not giving them something that's a true breakthrough yeah you know it's kind of the same rule with like sequels of like long-standing franchises you've got people that want the same thing you've got people that want something new you've got people that want a mixture of both and really all it is is you need to come out with something that gets all those people together Mm -hmm. right yep so a good 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 example 
of this is take, mm, let's see, I'm going to talk about Batman, for example. Like, that series right there, and this is this is actually an example that I'm quoting from one of my favorite podcasts, Double Toasted. They, they brought up a really, really good point on a recent episode of theirs that that series right there may not have been the preferred one for a lot of people, but because of how good it was, it ended up being such a strong trilogy. Mm-hmm. It didn't matter that it didn't have the fantastic elements of the Tim Burton movies and it wasn't goofy or silly and over the top like the Adam West Batman. He made a version all his own that took elements from all the previous stuff but was still new and something different. Yeah, it worked. And and, and that's what Eminem needs to do. Eminem needs to go the Dark Knight trilogy route with his next album. I would like that. And I'm sorry for that really nerdy comic book reference. <laughs> I apologize. That is just I, I can't help it sometimes. But but them bring but that that podcast that I mentioned earlier, them bringing up that point, I think was completely valid because it's like, oh yeah, like there there is no exact formula. There isn't. No. And you're always gonna have people that will dislike what you've done, but you can't you can't do something that you've done before, and just expect to get a free ride right so and i'm tired of him complaining about it yeah like, that's the really part about sit it. down and take your career in the step that it needs to said it before and i'll keep on saying it look at what jay-z did with his recent album do that not exactly that mary beyonce <laughs> well he's He's going out with Nicki Minaj, so... Discount know. Beyonce. Oh, my gosh. Oh. Can you imagine an Eminem Nicki Minaj tour? Oh, God. Oh. That would not go over well. Uh, no. No no thanks. No, thank you. No thanks. Wipe that no clean thanks. off my mind. No Anyways, thanks. besides all that junk, uh, I almost had a coffee, sadly, so I think it's time for a little bit of final ground. <laughs> <laughs> Holy uh, crap, there's a lot of music. Uh, Yes. So I'm going to yes, start too really much. quick, and I'm sure this is on your list too, but um, Yuvis Two More. Yes. Is that... I mentioned it last week. Yes. Oh, my God. I listened to it over the weekend. So good. Oh, my God. This guy's this. It's called Safe in the Hands of Love. It's his newest album. Um, extremely experimental. There's elements really for anyone and looking for experimental rock, noise. Like, just check out this album. You won't regret it. It, it is probably going to be on the best of lists for a lot of people. Easily. That song, Noid, off of it. Oh, yeah. oh it's uh, I have it on repeat. It's so good. Yeah. I, I've absolutely loved that album, and I'm so glad to hear that you love it, too, because it really is just that damn good. Yes. It is one of those kind of albums that, yes, it will not be for everybody, but if you are willing to listen to experimental music, this is the album to listen to. I'm telling you, man, Warp. Warp puts out some classic albums, and this is going to be no different. I'm so glad to hear you love it, man. Yeah. I'm so glad. That makes me very, very happy. You know what else makes me happy? What? My first choice here for Final Grounds. <laughs> oh, that echo went on for a while. <laughs> Sorry. I couldn't resist. <laughs> anyway, this is the latest album from Oliver Coats, so well maybe would you say coats? How do you spell it? C O A T E S. Yeah, coats. Yeah, Oliver Coats. It's called Shelley's on Zen La. Mm. It's an eight-track LP, so each track is you know quite quite a good amount here, and this is one of those kind of electronic albums that is hard to quantify. It is definitely more in the dance realm. But he uses sounds and different structures that aren't typical for this kind of genre. It is a very, very interesting album to listen to. And it's going to be one of those kind of ones where I feel like I'm still going to be listening to it for a while from now and finding new things out about it. Because there's, there, there's sometimes a lot going on in these tracks. Hmm. And it really goes into different places that I really wasn't expecting. And that's why I think it's a strong album to check out. Cool. Um, this album came out earlier this year, but I finally got a chance to listen to it. Uh, it's called Virtue by The Voids, which is Julian Casablanca's side oh, yeah, project. Right. I don't know if you listened to it, but it's really good. Yeah. Surprisingly really good. Yeah. Um, 
I think, you know, Julia Casablanca is, is a great singer, and, you know, it, this is more experimental than what you're used to with the strokes and stuff, but I like it a lot. Mm-hmm. It was really good. I digged it. Cool. So if yeah. you're looking for an experimental strokes album kind of thing, weird sounds and rock, I definitely check it out. Cool. Will do. Will do. Next up for me, it is a track from DJ Boring, which I think is a <laughs> fun <laughs> artist name there. It's called For Tan. So it's F-O-R. The second word is T-A-H-N. And this is one of those kind of house electronic songs that does a really, really good job of simmering and building up. I really like the female vocal sample that's incorporated in here and how it just kind of blends perfectly in the song and just keeps on building and building. This is a really fun electronic house track. And I think if you're into that kind of genre, you need to check that one out. Cool. Um, I want to recommend George Clanton. Uh, he has an album called Slide, and it's kind of experimental, jo- jo- George, rock. George Clanton? Clanton. George Clanton. Not George Clinton, the funk artist. <laughs> uh, it's kind of like experimental, kind of rockish indie elements to it, but it's really good. I think you'd like it. Cool. Will do. Will do. Will do. Check it out. Yeah. Will do. All right. Well. Um, anything w- else you got? I've, I've got one more. Okay. i got to pull it up here. Let's see. There we go. All right, sorry. I have one of the older Apple models, and man, is it just getting super slow on me. Well, you can, well good news for you. You can buy a $1,500 uh, iPhone now. Ugh, I know. <laughs> it's just, it's like, hey, you thought our last one was expensive? Well, <laughs> oh, <again."> just wait. <laughs> it is the latest track from Micaiah McRaven. It's a epic, really, really epic free jazz song that just sounds so good. I love this track, and I'm so glad he's coming out with another album this year called Universal Beings. If this is any indication for what's going to be on this album, oh boy, we are in for one hell of an album. Now, we've mentioned jazz artists before. We mentioned Kamasi Washington, Bad Bad Not Good, Sons of Komet, all that kind of stuff. If you are into the new wave of jazz that's been coming through, you have to check out this guy. He's one of those kind of guys that I feel like doesn't get talked about as much as those other artists, and he should be. And maybe this album will be the one that will turn it around, because holy cow. What's his name? Micaiah McRaven. I'll show you the spelling right here. And the song, again, is called Atlantic Black. Micaiah McRaven. There you are. Dang. Yeah. This is one heck of a track, man. So I'm really, really hoping the rest of the album lives up to it. Because I think that might be a really good one to review. Sweet. Yeah. Especially because I want to have somebody else who's a fan of him besides me. And I feel like you would be a big fan, fan of his. Maybe later I'll play uh, one of his earlier albums for you. But we, we will not be doing that in the dark. <laughs> yeah, no thank you. Um, I, I love you, buddy. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, no thank you. <laughs> None of that here. Okay, so I know you're you're, you're like... You have barely any left in there, but I got Adam a little gift. Oh, a little little gift. Let me go um, grab it. Yeah, go grab it really quick. I'll stay on the mic here. Uh, I went to Park Ave CDs the other day because I had special ordered something from them. Thanks, thanks guys. Really appreciate all your help. You guys are awesome. Yay, Park Ave. Park Ave CDs is amazing. Highly recommend checking them out if you're down in Orlando and need a great vinyl place to check out. Anyway, they. Uh, special ordered for me Endless Summer by Frenez and that album is just one of my favorites and I was so glad I was able to get it but while I was there I took a quick gander at the used section Mm. and I found this album here and I think you'll enjoy it oh what yes sir this is only seven dollars how hey man that's why you never sleep on the used section oh my god this is um I talked about this um, a couple weeks ago. This is mm-hmm. Cutworm's album, Hollow Ground. It is one of my favorites this year. Oh, my God. Wow. It was used only 7 bucks. Mm-hmm. How? This album is gold. I know. I know. Holy poop. I'm going to listen to this tonight. I know. And I knew how much you liked it, and I was like, I have to get it for Adam. Dude, this is awesome. Thank you. Wait. It's, I'm looking the vinyl right now. Oh, it's on like a mm-hmm. – it's like a 
picture a clear gray with like black splatter on it. Oh mm-hmm. my god! Wow. Yeah. Awesome. Fine. Thank you so much. Yeah. Holy absolutely, crap. buddy. Thank you. Thank you. Wow. Absolutely. I saw it and I thought of you and I was like, I gotta get it for him. Gotta get it for him. Look at this. Download card and everything. Oh, there is one in there. I, that I didn't see. Yeah. So there you go, man. Sweet. Yeah. Hopefully it hasn't been used by the previous owner. But yeah, no. Uh, this is this is why I say all the time: you never sleep on the used section. No, yeah, this so. is great. I'm going to have to carefully scour that again next time yeah. I go. Wow. Yeah, man. Well, it, it was actually right in their recent arrival section. Okay, yeah. And it was right out front there, and I was like, I'm getting this for him. Because I wasn't going to spend that much time there, but I saw that right there, and I was like, I have to get it for him. Oh, thank you, so, man. Yeah, you're very, very welcome, buddy. Appreciate Any, it. Anytime. Any, anything for you. So, oh, man. Adam. I don't even know what we're going to do next week. Yeah, what? I don't even know what comes out next week. The, I mean, there are definitely quite a few things coming up soon, but maybe we need to get back into the indie realm. Mm. Doing some pretty big artists, you know? Yeah. Which we which which we got to do. We can't be all indie all the time, right? We can't be hipsters all the time, right? <laughs> I mean, you know. <laughs> so I, I think we'll have to do some uh, digging. Do yeah. you at home have any suggestions for what we should review next? I feel like feel like we should get more suggestions from people i know we've been getting a lot more active on social media and all that good stuff and we appreciate all the likes comments and stuff that you guys have been leaving for us what album should we do next you guys tell us yes you tell us readers choice give it to us please <laughs> um also i just want to announce as well that i will be interviewing my good bud um kyle hoffer uh soon to talk about his new music festival that he actually he did one last year called Pulp Music Festival, just happening happening September 29th um, at the Milk District Pavilion at two o'clock on September 29th. Uh, you can buy tickets for it online, and I will be talking to him this week about the festival. And Kyle does a lot; he's in like 12 different bands. He does recording, and he's he's a cool guy. So I'm gonna have him on. We're gonna have some coffee, do a little chit chat. So that'll go up later um probably this weekend or early next week but yeah go support kyle hoffer and um pulp music festival which is a going to be an awesome local orlando festival cool i got to play it last year with the band so that was really fun oh yeah that's right you did i totally forgot about that yeah yeah that's good stuff man really really good stuff i'm very very excited to listen to that yeah your uh, last interview that you did was really really good yeah i spoke with my buddy uh jordan esker from jordan esker and the hundred percent and matt raspo of the same band so that was cool yeah yeah. Dude, I'm I'm very very excited. Hey, two episodes in one week. Hey, Not hey, a bad hey. way to go, right? Yeah, yeah. Get my Not... Mark Marin on. We we good. We good. I mean, I'm using my Mark Marin cup, so, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I I I I got it. I got it. Yeah. We, we good, John? We good? <laughs> uh, we yeah. Yeah, we're we're, we're good, Adam. We're we good. good. We're good. We good. We good. <laughs> Pow, just poop my pants. <laughs> what? <laughs> well, you don't know if I, so um, there's a coffee company called Just Coffee Co-op, which is excellent, excellent coffee. Um, but they were big supporters of Mark when he was on TV and stuff, and also his podcast. So he always did this thing every time he drank coffee with them. He would go, pow, I just pooped my pants. Buy some Just Coffee Co-op. <laughs> but he didn't say poop. He'd say another word that we can't say on this podcast because, yes. yeah, of reasons. But yes, yeah, so <laughs> Just Coffee Co-op is excellent coffee. I've had... Um, I've had the Mark Marin blend, which is good. I've had the Reanimator blend, which is one of my favorites, like dark chocolate cherry. Ooh, really good. That does sound good. Yeah, I think we've had it before. I think I think you're right too. Yeah, it makes really good cold brew. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. All right. Well, I'm excited, sir. Yeah. Hey, buddy. This is another fun episode. Heck really, yes. Really fun episode. I, I'm. I, I always look forward to these things every week, and I can't get enough of doing them with you. Same really, to me, bud. Really, 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 really can't. Now, if you could uh, go hit that uh, light switch over there, we could. Uh... No. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't be gross. <laughs> Anyways, thanks for listening. Just kidding. We love you guys. We love you all. Thank you so much for listening in. <laughs> Here on another episode of Grounds for Discussion. Bye. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of G4D, Grounds for Discussion with Adam and John. Stay up to date on future episodes and all our caffeine-induced antics on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram under the username G4D underscore podcast. Drop us a line at G4D podcast at gmail.com 
if you have any music suggestions, general questions, or business inquiries. You can find our podcast on iTunes, and John and I would super appreciate if you rated and subscribed to our show. May your cup and heart always be full of coffee, good music, and cliche motivational ending sentences. Thanks.